Hello, everyone. Hello. Episode two, I think, of season two. I'm just calling it that. Okay. Because um, I had to upload it. Oh, that sure. What we recorded the other day. Yes. And um, yeah, I just, you know, you've got to put in like a, a th- you know, some tech details. And I was yes. like, mm, season two. Sure. Um, Deck the halls. Oh, yeah. Mate, I've got to have a s- Christmas song lined up oh. for, our <laughs> for our closer. <laughs> Thanks for reminding me. <laughs> I just wanted to say quickly, when I was uploading to the um, Podbean that mm. we use for d- distribution, we actually had some stats, like since we've been oh, yeah. off the air. Yeah. There's been like some people listening, <laughs> which <laughs> I actually didn't really look into, but it was like quite... I was quite surprised, a pleasant surprise. I'm not sure if they'd be like new listeners or yeah. people re-listening, but... <laughs> Either way. Really appreciate that. It's really nice. Like an early Christmas. Um, <laughs> and if you have kind of just recently discovered us, um, or this is maybe a first listen, to the Turning Signals podcast, where we uh, discuss current events in a holistic sense. Mm-hmm. Um, with reference to, I guess, the uh, forthcoming um, Pluto transit, Zoe. Oh, yeah. Yep, that's a big one. Concurrent with the Saturn changing signs too. So Saturn as ruler of Aquarius, co-ruler. So that's Saturn's always one to watch when we're thinking about Aquarius. So, yeah, it's going to be... Another interesting year ahead. Mm. Hmm. All right. Um, so I, I've got a fair bit written down today. Great. But just a few kind of topics. Mm-hmm. Um, the Something that I wrote a little while ago, it's an idea that I've been playing with probably since I read David Icke, mm-hmm. which I stopped reading, which I'll get to. But the idea of, well, the sentence I wrote is, the truth is stranger and scarier and more of a stretch than fiction. Mm. So, you know, what people are kind of led to believe is like this really accepted, quite believable Mm. stuff. Yeah. And then when you pose other ideas, certainly about like history, for example, and people say that's crazy and it sounds crazy mm. but it's like just because it's outside yeah. the the world is crazy yeah. like <laughs> things are <laughs> insane and i think it, there's like fear as well about like believing that you know like with covid for example yeah. like people cognitive are, dissonance they don't want it's terrifying to believe that there's a like coordinated effort to yes. like take away our freedoms and yeah. things like yeah. so it, you would much rather believe that no it's just for your safety mm. but i will get to that because um the things that i or the people that i want to talk about today um it'll all come together about that mm-hmm. um including a little bit about it mm. stephen king's cool. it which you wanted to talk about my request mm-hmm. but um do you want to do you want to kick off with something well, we can kick off with Kanye, if you like. Kanye. <laughs> um, Kanye recent or yay, 
yeah. as he prefers to be known, on Alex Jones' show um, a couple of days ago after I was a bit, I was kind of sheepish after the last episode saying, you know, I had the audacity to suggest that Kanye should keep quiet. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Now really? I'm glad I said that. <laughs> <laughs> You're on the right side <laughs> of history now. <laughs> oh, bless him. So um, Kanye came out in a, what is it, Balenciago hood? Balenciaga, yeah. Yeah, Balenciaga. Forgive me, fashionistas. Um, which is like his face is completely covered. Um, it, it's quite sinister. It's not a good look, I wouldn't say. Um, I don't really get it. But anyway, he is a fashionista. I get that. Um, yeah, do you want to say something? Well, there's the big controversy at the moment. Yeah, about that's right. Um, you mentioned that. So, yeah. I've just pulled this up. Mm-hmm. Jews in Nazi Germany, do I get love then? Schwarzenegger said he loved Hitler. They gave him an award. I, I'm just saying, I don't like Nazis, and I don't like what some of the mafias are doing either. That's right. You're not Hitler. You're not a Nazi. You don't deserve to be called that and demonized. Well, I I see I I see good things about Hitler also. The Jew I love everyone, and Jewish people are not going to tell me you can love, um, you know, us. You can't say out loud that this person ever did anything good, and I'm done with that. I'm done with the classifications. Every human being has something of value that they brought to the table, especially Hitler. Oh. <laughs> It goes on a bit from there, but um, oh, it's um. So, the fact that when I saw, I didn't even look into that really no. because I saw him come out in the Balenciaga mm. thing days after the massive controversy about the Balenciaga photo shoot with mm. the children right. and their, you know, stuffed animals in bondage gear. Yes. And and I don't know if you looked into that at all, but I, didn't. I mean, I it just kind of came across my feeds, mm. so um, I didn't really look into it. It just it was kind of unavoidable. Mm. But a lot of the kind of props in the photo shoots, like there was um, court documents about like cases re- around like like cases of child assault right. and that kind of. There was all of these like mysterious props right. that were like. I mean, it's clearly. It's clearly something. Yes. And then for Kanye to come out wearing the Balenciaga, like this iconic mm. hood that covers his face, which is quite confronting in and of itself. Yeah. But then, of course, people are going to go so like, what's he wearing? Yeah. Oh, it's Balenciaga. Like, okay, that's... <sighs> There's someone someone that I follow. I don't know who they are. Some the page that I follow on Instagram mm. that made the comment... I think it's vegan tards. <laughs> they, they make the best social commentary. It's so it's it's quite extreme, yeah. but it's and but it's apolitical. Yeah. Um, and yeah, they have just said like Kanye. The whole thing is divide and conquer. It's just it's nothing. There is nothing to it. Yeah. Kanye's a puppet. Yeah. He's being put I up to it by to someone. Wonder. And <coughs> I mean, yeah, it's sad because he's clearly mentally unwell and he's being manipulated yes but it's not his thoughts and it does serve to divide and conquer it's very controversial people are getting upset and uh, it's 
I would say that the Jews and the Jews in America, they, I mean, they're kind of power in terms of like pop culture, like their influence is enormous. Mm. I haven't watched it yet, but you know, the Dave Chappelle monologue on Saturday Night Live mm-hmm. that, um, you know, he says something like, um, I've been to Hollywood. There's a lot of Jewish people in Hollywood. <laughs> but I don't say it out loud. <laughs> so he's kind of like supporting <laughs> Kanye, but like yeah. saying like you are thinking rationally to some degree, like sure. your suspicions are like Fair on point. Whatever, yeah. But we all know that you don't say it. <laughs> like, yeah. Which I mean is interesting for Dave Chappelle because he'll say anything. So anyway, I'll watch that and I meant to watch it today for... There's a lot to prepare sometimes and only so much time. But I just wanted to say, uh, like I had a look at Kanye's chart, which I hadn't looked at for a while, and it really made me sad because the Mars retrograde, which is coming to its culmination point um, with the Gemini full moon in a couple of days, um, is right on his Gemini sun conjunct Jupiter. So Kanye most certainly has um, like a grandiose kind of personality at best, if not outright delusions of grandeur, mm-hmm. um, which is difficult for him to probably navigate or resist or, yeah, um, his moon as well is in Pisces, which contributes to that and... Neptune is opposite to his sun and square to his moon in Sagittarius. So it's very much embroiled in this whole thing, all activated by this Mars retrograde and this particular full moon. So I agree with you. I thought exactly the same thing when I was listening to him talk. He's been hacked. Mm. Like someone's taken the piss using him um, and he's a puppet and he's gone willingly or whatever. But... um. And maybe, to be fair, maybe he has experienced um, uh, people who are, I guess, obviously Jewish. Mm. You know, uh, in an, in the US, like Jewish people, are they're proud generally of being Jewish. Yeah. He works in like elite entertainment, yes. right? Where there's a lot of Jewish people working. Mm. And he's probably experienced like firsthand... Um, Jewish people, whether it's like an agenda between all of them or whatever yeah, he says, yeah. or it's just people who happen to be Jewish who are like record label executives yeah. trying to control things. Yes. I remember Frank Ocean yeah. saying like he screwed his record label, right? Because mm. he had like a two album deal with them and he released this like mini album mm. that he like ended up charging $5 for or something. I can't quite remember like how it went down, but he managed to kind of get out of his record contract mm. by not producing his like technically third or fourth album under his that he got out of his contract by kind of screwing them. And he kind of made comments at that time about how he he hated record labels. Mm. He hated like A and R and executives control over artists and mm. that it was so the there's something to be said for that. And, it, I mean, he never mentioned, like, that they were any particular, like, culture or religion sure, or anything. But yeah. it's like, I'm sure that there is 
a lot of Jewish people working in entertainment in New York and yes. Los Angeles. Yes. I mean, it, there is. Yes. There is. Yes, there is. Yeah. It's just that you can't, for some reason, and I'm going to bring it up in a little bit. It's a taboo, isn't it? And it's it very taboo. It probably relates partly to, you know, the Holocaust and all of that. Well, like yeah. We can't persecute Jews, not even in a, you know, verbally or, you know, what it, and yeah, maybe it is racist because it's a generalisation. So it's very difficult to <laughs> navigate all that stuff. Especially when there's things that you just can't say. Yeah. But that's the nature of taboos, isn't it? In a way, he's making some important points. Yeah. So I think... <laughs> but I know that that also sounds like I can be targeted yeah. for, you know... like for being a racist or anti-Semite. anti-Semite. Yeah. Like so, yeah, and I mean, that's the difficult thing. Like, if you're going to talk about hard things, you're going to be targeted. Mm. Um, and I applaud his willingness to do that. <laughs> but I also think he probably, yeah, I mean, I like your point that he's obviously had personal subjective experience that leads him to think a particular way. Mm. And he's just speaking up because mm. he can't not because he's got the sun conjunct Jupiter in Gemini. And now Mars <laughs> retrograde is on that. So he's like, freak. Right. <laughs> like yeah. It can't be contained a moment longer. His <laughs> lips are on the loose. <laughs> and it's interesting as well because at the moment Venus is opposite to Mars. So Venus will become visible in the evening sky again in the next few days. Um, and yeah, Mars is just visible at sunset in the eastern sky. Um, so this opposition that they're creating, which brings the fashion element into it, like the Balenciaga. (laughs) (laughs) Astrology is so amazingly literal sometimes and just beautiful. But yeah, I mean, he, he literally did say like, I like Hitler. And then he went on to say, to, um, attribute to Hitler, the invention of highways (laughs) and microphones. And (laughs) and (laughs) I don't know if that's true, and I meant to fact check it, <laughs> but I'm pretty sure it's not. Um, but yeah, it was pretty funny. Well, and do you know heaps of um, <coughs> heaps of audio equipment and like mobile phones, like uh, were developed by these by companies the like Ericsson and oh, right. Motorola, like, okay. the, and they were essentially like devices made for kind of wars and sure. For, like, so maybe he's right. Maybe he knows what he's talking about. It's well, do you know what? Something that just came to my mind while we were talking was, I reckon he probably sits around with people mm. who, maybe without him knowing or, you know, they put ideas in his head. Mm. Like Pauline Hansen, mm. right? Sometimes she comes out, you know, she's come out with the most crazy nonsense claims at times <laughs> because she would sit around in rooms with like proper, like moron rednecks who would say things and she's kind of of that level of intelligence where she goes, is that right? Well, I'm going to say that in parliament. Yeah. Like I remember when the, there was, she led an investigation into the Collins class submarines that we had paid for or something. Mm -hmm. And she was like, I need you to confess. You know, she's interviewing this, like the highest military, like Navy guy in Australia. She's like, I need you to tell Australian public that this submarine can only go underwater for 20 minutes it's a waste of our money 
And he was like, um, I assure you it can go underwater for longer than 20 minutes. Like two <laughs> days kind of thing. You know, it's like the yeah, best right. submarine you can get. Yeah. Not that I'm advocating for no. submarines and things. Yeah. Like I think military spending, I'll get to that later. Mm. But she is, you know, and I'm, because I'm impressionable like that Everyone too. Everyone is. It's the human condition. I think we hear p- what people say and we parrot it. Like it's yeah. very human. So she clearly, you know, because then she, I mean, I'm sure she would look back on things and go like, oh, probably should have. <laughs> Fact check. I probably should have, yeah, like <laughs> done some more research. And I, so I, I reckon Kanye's kind of doing a fair bit of yeah. sitting around in rooms with like kind of dangerous people who yeah. probably are intent on influencing him because hmm. of the state that he's in and what's well, going on for him. I mean, that's what made me sad is that he's clearly a vulnerable person mm. because of the nature of his psyche and i mean of course it's all by divine decree or whatever like he's he is who he is for a reason um but yes he's certainly the kind of person who is very likely to be manipulated by looking at his chart but that's not to say that that absolves him of responsibility of course as well because we're all we all need to be responsible um, for our actions and our words and all of the above. So, yeah. But it was it was funny because I heard JP Sears comment on the deal, like the interview, and he said about Alex Jones sitting next to Ye. He's never seen Alex Jones look like so sane. Like <laughs> <laughs> sitting next to Kanye, uh, he that's like a good point. Uh, it was yeah. very funny. Um, it yeah. is it is funny when you when he's like nervous <laughs> about what Kanye's saying. <laughs> oh man, yeah, I don't tune in regularly to Alex Jones. I try to keep a bit, you know, a, abreast of what he's doing. But and he has um, filed for bankruptcy, I think, in the last day or so. Yeah, I'm sure he'll be so fine I'm, with that. Yeah, I, I wish him well. Um, Speaking of, but that. I hope he's learned a lesson too, because he too needs to be responsible for what he's doing and mm. saying and it has been a satin transit for him and so he's got to deal with it appropriately right but yeah so mia oh yeah came up in yeah, our last right. little chat in the interview with candace owens so mm-hmm. to watch that interview you've got to pay daily yeah, wire which i haven't done yet but i did manage to catch a little bit of information about it um so mia tweeted a few weeks ago, I guess it was, about, she, wait, to paraphrase the tweet. So she tweeted regarding the two top things trending on Twitter that day. Um, Those being, it was like hashtag Pfizer lied. Oh, wow. And like hashtag, you know, something like Alex Jones lied. Mm Mm-hmm. And she made the point that Alex Jones was fined a billion dollars for, like, Mm. lying. Mm. But Pfizer had faced no consequence Mm. for lying. Wow. Um, And she called for consequences. And she went further to call for any celebrity who endorsed the vaccine Mm. should also be fined for lying. Yeah. Um, Good on her. Then the next day she got a letter from her agency, from her representative um because she was meant to that week she was shooting for gq and was going to be on the cover right but she was cancelled for that right yes yeah which she didn't she doesn't care 
Yeah. She she said in that interview, like it she was raised to speak her truth mm. and she always will and she always has. Yeah. She was dropped from the cover of Vogue in two thousand and ten for saying that Obama should give back his Nobel Peace Prize. Mm-hmm. So and she she stood by that. Yeah. She's not so yeah, awesome. Courageous. Yeah, well I think that's a good yeah, point for me to say that Mars retrograde in Gemini has a great significance and I'm still sort of waiting to discover what that is. But in terms of archetypes, it's very much about that courage to speak up mm-hmm. and to speak your truth and um, and then to walk your talk, you know. But um, yes, I await the Gemini full moon to be enlightened as to more specifically what it will be about and then I um or what it is about and then I hope to write about that and share that if you want to subscribe to my Substack. And I never do this, but I'm gonna do it now. Do you it. can subscribe to my Substack and it's free and my name is Zoe Shuttleworth and I'm on Substack and that's um a bit tricky to find I believe but I am on there. Zoe dot dot Shuttleworth? Um I don't think that's in the Doesn't help. search. No, Let's unfortunately. Have a look. I'm just gonna a look now. I do intend to improve on things. I just let my other website go completely recently. So um yeah. If you type Zoe Shuttleworth Substack, there's a there is a colon Zoe colon Shuttleworth. Is it me? Because I don't think I'm the only one. Astrology, psychology, mythology yes. at the turning of the ages? Yes, that is me. Zoe's newsletter. A colon. Uh yeah. Or then on the page, it's dot, dot, apostrophe, yes. Yes. Because the dot, dot above your eyes, which for some reason you can't type with your Microsoft computer. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Something like that. Taurus North <laughs> Node Lunar Eclipse, November 9th. Oh, that was ages ago. Yes, I did read that one. Yes, I haven't put my Sagittarius New Moon one out yet, even though I did almost finish writing it. Anyway, now we're waiting for the Gemini full moon, so I hope to write a post around that. But, um, yeah, so also Neptune stations direct today, which feels like that really ties into the Kanye thing and, you know, this, like, blurring of boundaries and, like, delusional kind of quality. Um, it's tricky. It's tricky to navigate. So, yeah, it's worth being aware of that but there's of course positive qualities that can come through too around you know our thoughts and what I had spoken about in the last season which was a lot to do with um, attentiveness and mindfulness around what we're paying attention to Mm. which to me has everything to do with Mars and Gemini Mm -hmm. yeah but yeah as well the yep that's enough from me you've got lots to talk about so let's do that Forward. Yeah. Um, so you wanted to talk about Stephen King's It. Yes. And I guess that was motivated because um, I was telling you how I listened to the audio book on my drive over to Sydney. Yeah. And I think it's probably the best audio, best like fiction audio book ever recorded. Stephen Weber is the narrator. I'm just going to play a little segment. Oh my gosh. That was so annoying. What are you doing? <laughs> Bear with me while I bring this up. Words did not seem to originate in her brain, rather they came out of her mouth. 
and then had to travel around to her ears before she was aware of what she had said. No? The witch asked and grinned. Her claws scrabbled on the plate, and she began to cram thin molasses cookies and delicate frosted slices of cake into her mouth with both hands. Her horrid teeth plunged and reared, plunged and reared. Her fingernails, long and dirty, dug into the sweets. Crumbs tumbled down the bony slab of her chin. Her breath was the smell of long-dead things burst wide open by the gases of their own decay. Her laugh was now a dead cackle. Her hair was thinner. Scaly scalp showed in patches. Oh, he loved his joke, my father. This is a joke, miss, if you enjoy them. My father bore me rather than my mother. He shot me from his asshole. He, he, he. I ought to go. Beverly heard herself say in that same high-wounded voice, the voice of a small girl who has been viciously embarrassed at her first party. There was no strength in her legs. She was dimly aware that it was not tea in her cup, but shit. Liquid shit. A little party favor. <laughs> apologies for the visuals there. Um, I mean, that scene is amazing. goes on and the, the witch like chases her out of the house and then it turns into her father and... Gosh. And you know his performance is incredible. Like you, mm, it just yes, absolutely takes you there. That's what started out making me laugh, and then he <laughs> shot me out of his asshole. <laughs> and Stephen King is so unafraid to go there. It's like the book has so many taboos in it. I guess it's kind of the power of writing in the eighties. Like, yeah. True. But honestly, like some of the stuff is. It's cha- it's very challenging, mm. but so there's a when I left Bunbury in that period leading up to me leaving Bunbury, mm. I was reading David Icke, um, David Icke's Everything You Need to Know But Have Never Been Told, um, which is a kind of it's a pretty good place to start, even though it's like his thirteenth book or something. Yeah, right. It's a pretty good place to start because he covers a lot of. You know, he kind of lays his the foundation to understand what he talks about, where he goes. Mm-hmm. So he he claims that human existence, as we know it, is holographic. Yes, it's a simulation. Um, he kind of compares it to the internet. He calls it like the internet of things. Right. Um, that we are consciousness having an individual experience, but we're all connected. Mm-hmm. Humans are manifestations of consciousness. He claims that there are archon alien forces which have infiltrated our simulation right. or our internet, like computer viruses. He likens them to computer viruses. Okay. Um, and that their physical form, he claims, is reptilian. So that's that thing. Mm-hmm. Um, they infiltrate our planet, our simulation via bloodlines, yep. which succeed in placing individuals in positions of power who can then continue to further the agenda, like the archontic agenda. Mm-hmm. Which I find interesting that it relates back to Gnostic beliefs about the archon being like, yes, a similar concept. Right. Dates back to Gnosis. Okay. Like early Christianity and that kind of thing. His claims are like really well founded and evidenced and sure. researched, and he, you know, he 
and he in his books he does he has references mm-hmm. and he can, you know he compares what he's talking about a lot to like historical accounts of mm. reality mm-hmm. anyway th- that book even though like uh, there's certain things that i think that he says are kind of crazy for sure mm. the book it actually resonated with me so like it really kind of i found some things in that book that really spoke to me mm. and then i kind of started having nightmares as well it mm. kind of disrupted my sleep and so i stopped that's why i stopped reading it but in that book, which I put down halfway through, he talks a bit about the child c- trafficking, mm-hmm. the horror and the history of pedophilia and empire and how the archons feed off of human suffering. Mm-hmm. The greater the suffering, the greater the energy. Right. Um, and hence their investment in wars right. and creating suffering in the world. Gross. Um, they hate humans, mm. hate human power, hate human potential. And their mission is to eventually destroy humanity. Right. He talks about the and great... And then where will they go, though? Well, that's the thing. It's probably why they're not in an, any hurry to do it. Right. Why they're, like, dragging it out for thousands of years. Mm-hmm. Maybe. Um, don't know because I'm still reading the book. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but he talks about the great spider at the centre of the Archontic web. Oh, cool. Which is, like, the brain of the Archons. Mm-hmm. Um. It was obvious to me quite quickly that it is about violence mm. and like children's like pedophilia mm. and suffering, mm. like suffering of children. The character it reveals itself as a clown, but it can take the form of anything, yeah. like whatever the child in question is, like they project it. Mm. So, you know, there's like a werewolf. And like mm. the witch that I just played, and yeah. the, but then it's her father. Yeah. Like all the children in Derry, mm. like the, the kids that are killed, mm. they're killed by something that they they create, what mm. kills them. Yeah. And then when the kids go into the, you know, they go underground through the sewer system under their town, yeah. it's deep into a cave. And then in there, it has taken the form of a giant spider, Mm. which to me, like, kind of crossed over with David Icke's claim that the centre of the archontic web Mm. is the spider, which is the mind of the archons. Mm. And it controls all of these things Mm. in the archon web, which is, like, taking over the planet. Mm. And especially when you've got, like, you know, that book is about, like, pedophilia, essentially... And, you know, at the moment, all of this, you know, the Balenciaga scandal, all of the, like, panic and hysteria around pedophilia, which I think is kind of warranted, but definitely, like, the QAnon thing, Mm. which was kind of just swept off as, like, well, it died with Jeffrey Epstein, so we don't need to worry about it Mm. anymore. And the Pizzagate thing, Mm. which was, like, it was too far out there, but some of the stuff that came up under that still, to me, is, like, it's still with me like some it's 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 like proof of things going on plus like if you look at uh, i don't really want to it's a bit awful but like you know the statistics of like the way that child children disappear in the u.s like it's and around the world and it it's not really looked into and so in it like at the core of the story was the complacency of like the adults in Mm. Derry 
that like when kids go missing, they don't look into it. Like they're like, oh, it's terrible. End of story. Yeah. And also was this like intergenerational trauma, these stories of like, you know, my father went through this and this happened and these kind of on the fringes of the town, like the way that war affected like the older generations. And mm. so the book is, it's, a, it's one, it's such an amazing book. Yes. The way that it talks, it's talking about like reality, the reality of like trauma and violence. Mm. Well, he's a Jungian. Right. So that's what interests me about, and I didn't know that until I tried to find a Jungian perspective on it. And I have never read it. I have only seen the movie, the 80s version of the movie, mm. a lot of times when we were teenagers. Yeah, it's not um, very good. No, I'm sure it wouldn't convey very well the what the book actually is about. But mm. I do have enough visual recollections of it to think about it in the Jungian sense. Because essentially, to me, I understand it to be a representation of the human shadow, mm-hmm. the worst of which must be pedophilia mm-hmm. and child, you know, trafficking and mm-hmm. that kind of thing. Like that's got to be the lowest it gets really for humankind. Mm. Although there's many things that compare, mm. <laughs> like the torture and, you know, war itself and all mm. of the rest of it, but genocides and gosh, we're pretty good. Um but all of this exists as a direct result of the unacknowledged human shadow. Mm. And thinking about the spider is interesting too because that's like the great mother, the devouring mother. Mm. So that's a different spin on it than literalizing it as like child pedophile rings or whatever and turning a blind eye to things. But certainly complacency is the issue with the shadow and mm-hmm. the collective situation that we're in because everyone's asleep. Mm. No one wants to look. It's too horrifying to look. Yeah. I absolutely agree. Well, <laughs> it is too horrifying to look, but I'm going to look anyway to some extent. Although, yeah, the QAnon stuff I found incredibly disturbing, but also compelling. Like it was hard to, yeah. I mean, I haven't looked deeply into it, but the Pizzagate stuff and all of that was like, oh, shit. Do you remember the London Olympic Games opening ceremony? No. Did that? So you didn't, because it kind of came back into the orbit, like the media sphere. Right. With the QAnon and, uh, no, it was after that, with the um, the vaccine mandates around the world. Okay. Because there was that one part of the the ceremony that, like, they wheeled out all these hospital beds oh, yeah. with kids in them. Yeah, I And do then, like, the huge vaguely. puppet that rose up over the beds oh with the, God. like, wielding a needle. Oh, my God. Remember that? And so in 2012. <laughs> and one of the um, sculptures that was kind of erected in the city at that time, so on the right, I think right near the London Eye, on the Thames, was um, this now famous but it was the unveiling of this enormous spider sculpture wow yeah which the mayor was asked in a press conference like what is what's what's the spider and he was like oh it's the center of the archontic web representing 
the Zionist inevitable <laughs> takeover of London and therefore the world. You're joking. Something like that. <laughs> like you can't. I remember it at the time. I'm being like, what? Because there was like people hiding the truth in plain <laughs> yeah. sight. It's like, isn't it obvious? But yeah, I remember. <laughs> I remember at the time, like people being like, what did he say? And it kind of right. got you know re like fact check, like the fact check of the time. They were like, oh, well, clearly he means this. Yeah. And just like it's a, it's a narrative. Like, um, But now you can't, like I've been looking for that kind of recently oh, right. and just this morning and you can't find what he said. Okay. And there's kind of reclassifications of what that sculpture is and meant and things. But yeah, at the time it's like a bit. And it still exists, the big spider? Yeah, it's somewhere in Europe. Yeah, right. Um, well, it actually was... Sp- Funded by Unilever, which is interesting. They paid is for interesting. it. You know, and they're one of the biggest, the kind of the black rock of the day, I suppose. Yeah. Well, they certainly were when we were first investigating all this stuff in the 90s mm. in the Alexander Library and all roads led to Unilever. Mm. And before Unilever, it was like Royal Dutch Shell mm-hmm. and an ice cream company. <laughs> <laughs> Nestle or something. Yeah, well, it wasn't, but it was, yeah, I mean... Interesting. It mm. was so sweet when it began. Just an ice cream shop. <laughs> <laughs> Look at us now. Well, that reminds me of um, the Ian McGilchrist line. And I was thinking about this in relation to Kanye too, that every devil has its angel and every angel has its devil. Mm. Like the two, it's just like saying everything has a shadow, you know, like it's the two... The two go together, light and dark, always. You can't have something that's all good and you can't have something that's all bad. I know, that's kind of the thing. It's like, it's almost the claim of like socialism, that if you redistribute all the wealth... Everything's utopian. We will all be fine. Like, there'll be no suffering. Yeah, well, it's just another ideology. And yeah, is, is David Icke saying that, you know, if we defeat the archons... And that's my problem with him and with anyone who suggests that it's a very simple fix in a way. Mm. Like it's just this one problem that can be identified external to me. Yeah. Hooray. I'm not I just want to, like, because he, you know, he, he he's growing in popularity. I'm sure, yeah. And, you know, the Netherlands just banned him from entering their country. Yes, like, I But even though, that. like, I think it's because of, like, what's happening in mm. Holland and people like his shows were sold out and so the government were like no not on our watch Mm. but i just want to play something quickly um that he said in 2012. uh, you've made some predictions over the years uh and they've come to pass i mean i think this may be part of the reason why people are really starting to pick up on your work something like the internet what do you see happening i mean because at the moment this is how people are getting information spread to each other. Uh, it's, it seems, at least at the moment, to be relatively free in most countries. What do you see happening there? The big thing that they're going to say is because of the danger of uh, terrorism and terrorists communicating on the internet, these things have to uh, have to be stopped. I mean, what, what did Cameron say after the London riots? We may have to uh, talk about censoring uh, Twitter and 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 and, uh, and Facebook and Bill Clinton and when Bill Clinton like Tony Blair uh, or, or George Bush or anybody when they open their mouths it's the Rothschild speaking and and uh, just a few months ago uh, Bill Clinton came out and said we need 
uh, basically a censor organization, a ministry of truth to, um, to, to police the internet and to stop people. He specifically uh, uh, talked about people who are spreading rumors on the internet and are not true. They are true, Bill, okay. <laughs> They're in my books. There's often documentaries about it. They're true. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, that's 10 years ago that <clears throat> he's pointing at, like... <clears throat> You know, and then what happens under Biden? They yeah. created this Ministry, ministry of, Truth, of Truth, which interestingly kind of got wheeled back in as mm. quickly as it was wheeled out because people were just like. So, but it, it was a temperature check, wasn't right? Because of that amazing Yankowitz performance. <laughs> <laughs> Yankowitz. You know, um, what's her first name? The woman that was going to run the oh, show. The boss of yeah. the Ministry of and Truth. she did that amazing oh, that <laughs> version cringe. of supercalifragilisticexpialidocious oh for the Ministry of Truth. Should we play it? Oh, my God, it's amazing. Is it too it's much? It's actually, it's worth watching as well. So people, can, I know you could Google it or you could not too long ago because I had another look at it let's semi-recently. Be, let's try and be concise. Can I just say about David Icke's chart? Yes. So he's got the sun opposite Mars retrograde. Um, very interesting, considering that's precisely where we are now in the world. Mm. But his sun is in Taurus and his Mars is in Scorpio. So Mars retrograde and um, also square to his midheaven, which is Leo. So he's definitely the man for the job. <laughs> he's doing very well. <laughs> but um, interesting that he's so driven to expose the shadow with that Mars retrograde in Scorpio. His um, journey started with ayahuasca. Yeah, right. Yeah, interesting. He's got moon in Cancer conjunct Uranus too and the sun conjunct Jupiter. So he's definitely got that grandiosity thing going on too. Yeah, interesting. But, I mean, there's nothing wrong with grandiosity, just to clarify. Like, we want to be in contact with grandiosity, but it's very fraught. And you can see that in people like Kanye West, who just can't handle that power. Yeah, and a lot of mm. people can't. That's why so many great people have an early demise or a messy end or whatever, because they just, it's hard to plug into that. Two twenty thousand volts and mm. survive it, mm. especially your ego to survive it. You know. Anyway, yeah. go on, please. Um, well, David Icke, I get, yeah. So he he kind of you know just claims that he was been following that path laid out for him from mm. his first ayahuasca journey. Wow, interesting. Um, and that you know everything has just kind of come to him, and mm. there's like voices that speak to him and. That they're kind of acting through him. Sure. Yep. Um, Sounds legit. Yeah. Yeah. Do you want to go back to it at all, or do you, are you? I don't. Finished with it was I that the main thing you wanted yeah, to say? Yeah, I don't have anything more on it. Yeah. Well, he's but an amazing person. No, I don't really have anything else either. I just wondered if you wanted to go back there before we went on to something else. Well, I wouldn't mind just going back to Kanye. Sure. Um, and kind of where my mind went after, like, David Icke. Mm. You know, when I put that book down. And thinking about things that you can and can't say, things that are not allowed to say. For example, if you, 
if you want to raise the question that about six million people dying in the Second World War, like all of us, like if you raise that question, you're an anti-Semite, right? Mm. So, to me, I think it's really important to kind of be be able to like question death tolls, yeah, and motives, yeah, and say like like ask a bigger question like what is the advantage for the elite mm. in maintaining those ideas mm. for example like world war 1 how many like stories are there about what all, all the things that went on in world war 1 like mm. all of these political differences that took place and you know this war was so like messy and complicated and when actually i might i might suspect that world war one was actually a coordinated effort it wasn't political Mm. it served to set up the 20th century for like whatever the agenda was Mm. and it succeeded in killing millions and millions of people so there was like an element of population control and so much profit to be had and so much like so much groundwork laid mm. like so much advantage paid to the winners of those wars mm. and it's not countries winning wars it's not public yeah. it's not citizenry it's not politicians it's like above that elites <laughs> and so <laughs> you know you th- skip forward to the current war mm. So there's always a war, a war for every generation. Yeah, war, yep. So, you know, as discovered, uncovered in our episode, our war episode, which I think is just exclusively on Patreon, mm. you know, and we uncovered that one of the biggest backers of that war who for Ukraine, supporting the Nazi regime in Ukraine, mm. is an Israeli Jew. Claimed he claims to be Jewish. Yeah. He's a Zionist. So, you know, Kanye has. I'm not sure he's he's quite. I'm not sure he's correct, and I don't mm. think he's using the right. Mm. I don't think he's pointing his finger super accurately. Mm. But I think it's really reasonable to suspect other truths. Yeah. And. The fact that you are just shut down for even asking questions, to me, kind of proves. And then thinking about, you know, this idea that, like, the truth is stranger. Because it, it, it is strange to consider that there's, for some reason, an idea has so much power mm. that it can completely shut down other ideas. Yeah. Like, that is strange. Mm-hmm. And it's strange that... Defer, like diverting from mm. dominant narratives will get you, there'll be consequences for you. That to me is strange. Mm. And, and, that, and that if this, if it's a room of elites organising all this shit, mm. that is strange, mm. right? And that's kind of terrifying. Oh, and yeah. it's, too, it's too far-fetched. People, that's why they'll point and laugh at you. It's like as if that's not how the world works. Yeah. Like, in fact, it's actually simpler. Yeah. So. 
Yeah, well, I agree. I've thought a lot about narratives around death tolls and things like that in the last year because we know... The COVID death toll. Yeah, because of what we've just lived through, that the official numbers on the deaths as according to WHO or whatever... I think there are like 15 million or something (laughs) deaths related to COVID, which when you look at that in terms of history, like when people look back on this, it'll be like, wow, you know, like that was significant. How did you survive? Yeah. yeah. (laughs) And like, of course the vaccine was necessary and of course mandates were necessary. And and I heard because a guy, um, Russell Brand interviewed recently, who's brought out a book whose name and the book's name I forget completely, but he was very mainstream kind of orientation. And he was talking about how, you know, all all of the lockdowns and um, mandates and curfews and all the rest of it is like totally normal. You know, that is yeah. how pandemics have always been dealt with. Right. So what made this one different? I think there were many things that made it different. I think it was far more extreme but maybe we just think that because of the internet, like the advent of the internet where we were so connected mm. to people and we were like all like reeling from the whole thing. Mm. What's going on? And they didn't have that means, you know, in Spanish flu times a hundred years ago or whatever. Mm. So, yeah, I don't know. But I it is interesting to think about like the winners write history, right? So Yes. <laughs> and there's only ever one winner. That's right. Right. And those pe- those winners are probably <laughs> and sitting I in a room together. I just want to quickly, I love that point. I just want to quickly underline what you said about um, the death tolls. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like I met someone a few months ago that kind of brought up, raised the issue of like being vaccinated. And mm-hmm. I actually told them I wasn't vaccinated because wow. I just wanted to kind of say, I wanted to see how it felt to be like, no, why would I, why would I have? Yeah. And they were like, well, in my country, they were from um, Rio, mm. de Janeiro. Brazil, yeah. They said, well, in my city, like 250,000 people died of COVID. Mm. So that's why people got vaccinated. Mm. And I was, I, ju- I just stopped there. I was like, yeah, well, here, like, it wasn't so bad kind yeah. of thing. <laughs> we just had Omicron. <laughs> no big but in, in my mind, I'm like... Yeah, okay, so your death toll in that period was 250,000 people. Like, what was the death toll the previous year? Yeah. Like, overall death. Yeah, Did overall death that. increase? Like, is there, does that ever come into it? Like, so it's like a, just a spin of the numbers. Of like course it is. In the COVID Obsessive era, 15 million people died. Deaths. Like, <laughs> yeah. It was like, yeah, very interesting to observe that and witness that. Um, but yes, no, the, the idea that, I mean, it's true. The winners of history write the books, mm. which kind of reminds me of, um, you know, Graham Hancock's yeah. thing well, of the like same deal, that history has been erased, yeah. right? Like the truth of history has been erased. We don't know. And rewritten to suit the agenda. A hundred percent, right? So, and then I just go back to like, if, you know, the idea that there is an external force waging war mm. on, which, by the way, Julian Casablancas and Prince both, for two examples, they both were like, <laughs> we're, brilliant we're facing a war, like we're under attack, there's mm. a war going on, mm. so you've got to protect yourself. They kind of go with that. But So was Prince 
one of many who got, they got rid of, do you reckon? Oh, I'm not sure. But he was pretty outspoken about, mm. like, lots of things. Yeah. So, Graham Hancock's, that conversation where he's talking about, you know, the erasure of, like, true history. Mm. And, I mean, the power. So, you know, him talking about the potential that human beings could build pyramids with their minds mm. or with vibration mm. like knowing so that kind of very deep knowledge that um tesla knew you know yeah. if you want to think about existence or physics like you got to think in terms of vibration and frequency sound vibration and frequency mm-hmm. like if we had that knowledge and then it was so if you think that there's an external force that wants to come and enslave humankind like mm. you got to erase that power right oh, get rid of like our enormous like it's beyond technology it's mm. just to call it technological advancement does not do it justice because mm. it's not you know if you've not got in the way we think about technology yeah but so our <laughs> just i i love and i think it's super important like graham hancock i love what he says about how how far back we have gone mm. like uh, we build things with pulleys and ropes yeah <laughs> we have not made a technological advancement <laughs> in building shit for like a thousand years. Come on, we've got lifts now. <laughs> well, that's pulleys and ropes. <laughs> like Escalators. He, he also <laughs> he advocates for ayahuasca in that conversation. Yes, Did, yes have I you, heard that. Yes. Yeah, yes. and he states that it should be a requirement for all world leaders yes. to have done right. sessions. And many, you know, that's a pretty widespread opinion among those who have done it right like terence mckenna yeah or like um paul stamets or like those people who and it's true can you imagine the world like i can the world would be resolved all the issues of the world would be resolved there'd be no wars there'd be no board like there'd be no board like it would just be a and that's why they don't want it that's why they don't want it you know anyway but who's they yeah that's right there's 12 men sitting in a room. Reptilian archons. Maybe. Maybe. I don't know. Listen, I'm open to, <laughs> <laughs> you know, ongoing consideration of it. And they certainly, if they do exist, these reptilian archons, they seem to be doing a very good job. They seem to be winning. But um, I don't give up so easy. Um, but even as I say that, I got a little scared. <laughs> Right. <laughs> can I, can yeah. I just play something by Prince sure. here? Mm-hmm. By Prince, it's just very nice. Uh, one thing I wanted to say is... Um, don't, don't be fooled by the internet. It's cool, it's cool to get on the computer, but don't let the computer get on you. It's cool, it's cool to use the computer, don't let the computer use you, you all saw the matrix. (laughs) There is a war going on, the battlefields in the mind, and the prize is the soul. Amen, Prince. That was 1999. Amen. Yeah, Rest in peace. About, I reckon. 
Do you want to talk a bit about Australian politics? Oh, uh, yeah. Well, I was just going to clarify my lack of research the other day about the amendment thing, you know? The blue... Yeah, it's not called blue a blue bill. bill. All amendments are called blue bills, I learned. Oh, it was okay. just because what I was listening to um, around this particular amendment was referring to it as the blue bill. Mm-hmm. And so I just followed suit like the parrot I am. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but yes, I have since learned um, of my ignorance. And yes, the so blue bills are amendments. This amendment is to the Emergency Act. The Emergency Management Act now, um, it has been passed and there will be another meeting in February 2023 to finalise the legislation, as I understand it. So um, that was relating to the things I mentioned the other day, which have disappeared from my screen now. Oh no, there they are. Let me just reiterate what the amendment was about specifically. Oh, Do you want to listen to this Perth caller on 6RP, oh, Liam Bartlett? Oh, that's cool. Yeah, I've listened to that. So You sent that to me. Oh, right. Yeah. Okay. Shall I play a little yeah, bit? Yeah, because I think he says it better than I will. Yep. Hello, Norm. Um, yes, I wanted to talk about the legislation to end WA's state of emergency. Um, I've looked at it. There are four aspects to it, I think, are... Uh, I'd like to hear your comments on the entry and seizure, so the right to go into your property and take things at any time, the fact that you are are not uh, allowed to remain silent, you must answer their questions, Um, that they can take you and incarcerate you at a place that they like for any period of time that they like, and that they can enforce any procedure And all four of those are without oversight. So they don't have to go to a judge or anyone. It's just a bureaucrat that, in his opinion, he doesn't have to seek advice. He doesn't have to listen to advice. And there is no review. Well, it's not, it's Uh, not, it's uh, not, it's not a bureaucrat. It's the police commissioner. Yes. Well, I would call a police commissioner a bureaucrat, but. I mean, he, he has no review. He is, in essence, God-given these God powers over each of us, yeah. and we have no, no review, no... So that's what um, McGowan's calling a step-down and a modest approach. That's right. Um, and that, so that looks to be going ahead. Yes. Right. So it, because it's unopposed, essentially, because it's just... It was such a... Um, yeah, it's um, opposed sort of a landslide election is the expression I'm <coughs> looking for. Yeah, so you can't. Um, that's just for for those listening outside of Western Australia, also inside of Western Australia. If you don't know, that's what's happening going forward. So that's under the kind of the reducing the COVID nineteen emergency. That state of emergency, emergency whatever. Powers, yeah. And so this is what is replacing it, yes. which is just in effect full time. I, so don't, I don't think it's in effect full time. It's but under the declaration of? An emergency. Okay. But who has not retreated in a state of emergency? Like it's still a pandemic, according to who? And the relating to the um, Health Act, 
So the 2016 Health Act allows for many of those things anyway. And uh-huh. so this... Okay. Yeah, that was the 2016 Health Act. So including like forcible um, vaccination kinds of things and entering your property and those sorts of things. Right. So that presumably is enforceable at any time, not just in an emergency situation. Gotcha. By an agent of the government. Yeah, a bureaucrat. (laughs) (laughs) No. Oh, no, I appreciate Liam Bartlett's willingness to... Put that on the air? Hmm. And I, he quit. He's not doing it anymore. So I'm oh, really? interested to know why. Interesting. Yes, it is interesting. So, yeah, I mean, we, we're we going to keep an eye on Mark McGowan because he says things what, that are... What did you want to name the segment? McGow Watch. Oh, McGow Watch. <laughs> <laughs> Magoo Watch. Yeah, and just because he made those claims just recently, so at the moment there's a big standoff between government and the nurses, yes. and they're being very heavily supported by the union. But the government are calling the action like unlawful and immoral, immoral, and saying that like it's making the nurses are responsible for like the decline of healthcare basically yes, and also putting people at risk because like it's not safe what they're doing and he went further to say what bus drivers taxi yes, drivers uber drivers yes, would be acting were involved in transporting nurses to the industrial action were that being they would be immoral uh, yeah well no they were going to be like you know suffer the consequences whatever they were um yeah i'm not wasn't able to find so that's that draconian. Story that's like I was looking for it again, but um, it's insane. And also to to introduce this rhetoric, you know, they know what they're doing. It's creating a precedent. Mm. Like it's, well, it's that's right. It ups, like it's true. What they're saying, they know it's a lie. Mm. They know that it, the union, the nurses, are not acting unlawfully or oh, immorally. It's, it's a freaking. <laughs> It's industrial action. It's, it's it's what's always going on. And like nurses aren't, you know, asking for anything <laughs> ridiculous. We have, I mean, I say we, I'm not a nurse anymore, but, you know, it's been ridiculous, the level of pay and conditions forever. The Labor Party. considering they just went through, you know, one of the hardest things mm. and many of them gave up their right to refuse treatment to keep their jobs. <coughs> and we should clarify that, you know, because you go through all the newspapers and reports of what's going on and, you know, Mr. McGowan's like... The hero of the day. Well, yeah, and he's saying, like, we just want them to get on with it and accept the money that we're off. Like, we want to pay them more. Like, 3% is totally reasonable. Like, yeah. and we want to give them $3,000 for signing on it. Yeah. Like, but... As you said to me, it, that only applies to full-time Yeah, well, nurses? that's 3% for a full-time wage. So right, um, which is not... Very few nurses work full-time because that's one of the things about nursing is that it's flexible and casual and part-time is much more common. Mm. So 3% on... Yeah. I mean, I'm no union rep. Mm. I haven't got much to stand on, but in my experience, um, it was very... <coughs> meager and continues to be meager improvements if you can even call it that because conditions have always been in my experience um, 
deteriorating. Yeah, like constantly. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's just never a, any good. They just change the wording or whatever. As and well. then you just have to deal with how it is, which is always deteriorating. Uh, in the name <coughs> of profit, because it's, you know, yeah, they're well, still like privatising hospitals, right? Yeah. Uh, so the Labour Party have like a long history of um, union bashing, right? And yeah. like, this is how they win these wars with rhetoric mm. and with like the media's help and so yeah i guess there's like nothing new under the sun but this is mark mcgowan's not he's a bad person yes and um, he's like yeah we need we need to we need some opposition yeah well i mean that's what unfortunately because the election took place um when the borders were closed during 2020 wasn't it so um landslide in his favour because he kept us all safe and I remember <laughs> but I guess it was on the back of a very successful first term right oh sure where like yeah, the sure. state became rich again yes and, and he, he kind of pointed it about his surplus and all the rest of it even though yeah homelessness has never been worse and yeah and the liberal so. party completely like fell in a heap due yes. to like years of poor management and mm. corruption Blatant corruption. Yeah. Yeah. And that the answer is not politics, as yeah. we know. Yeah. Uh, having said that, mm. listen to this. To be fair, the public digital surveillance precincts and so-called smart city programs being rolled out across the country. Invasive technologies such as facial recognition cameras, license plate readers, smart lights, smart poles, smart cars, smart ne- neighbourhoods, smart homes and smart appliances all connected to wireless networks and communicating with each other. So what's wrong with that? Technology is good, isn't it? All this is for your safety, security and convenience, isn't it? Well, let me tell you, your streets are spying on you, your mobile phone is spying on you, your cities are spying on you, and the infrastructure for future lockdowns is being put into place right now. Don't be fooled. You're being set up to be tracked through your movements and through the future of your digital wallets. By handing over your data, you're handing over the ability to monitor your behaviour, which will soon be turned into a social credit score. And once the central bank digital currencies are in place, you won't get to spend your money without approval. Digital ID will soon become a reality in Australia. Many other countries are already rolling these systems out. Countries like Canada, Scotland and many others. Eventually, you won't be able to access any government or public services. You won't be able to travel across borders or access healthcare or the internet without a digital ID. Think you won't comply? I think you will. The last two years were the dress rehearsal and we fell for it hook, line and sinker. Australians are sleepwalking into this technocratic future. And while we're sitting around, scratching our chins, trying to work out whether this is really happening, Australia is drifting towards a dystopian digital future. This one makes it Alex Antic, was it? Yeah. Yeah, he's so good. Yes, and that was just like three days ago. Yeah. So he's prepared to stand up and oh he's speak. been brilliant he's one of the yeah, yeah. one of the few he's a representative he like is. that's a politician yes and yes yeah, so like i was sort of not glad that i said politics is not the answer because it should be <laughs> but it is because of the corruption of the whole system i know the um, system's completely failed us yeah, but but the, system the theory Yes, the theory is good, and I believe in the system in its essence. And it's been such a sad 
awakening to realise, you know, how corrupted it has become. It's interesting to consider, though, that um, was it Plato or was it Aristotle? I was trying to work it out the other day and I should have, forgive me, I should have looked it up. But it was like one of the, you know, founding Greek philosophers mm. that was like, democracy is a terrible idea because you're going to end up with mob rule. Yeah. And it's it's open to like, I mean, rhetoricians are going to take over. for it. Like that's, that, and, and the media, the media sphere will decide the outcome of things. It's Write the narratives. And that was just, I mean, that was <laughs> so long ago, mm. but that was just, I mean, that was pure philosophy by just being like, let's follow this till it's logical mm. conclusion. Yeah. And then going like, mm-mm, democracy's not. And it's true. I mean, that's what we're witnessing. Every angel has a devil. Mm. Yeah, democracy in terms of what it aspired towards. Mm. It's very noble, but unfortunately, (laughs) because we individually shy away from the shadow, we make up a collective that shies away from the shadow. Mm. So that's my line and I'm sticking to it. Um, are we... We're at an hour and 11-ish. Okay. Well, I'm pretty satisfied. Oh, yeah. Yes. Are you not? Have you got more to say? Um, no, I, I mean, that actually takes me to the end of my list. So, for some reason, I thought that we might might go for a bit longer. Oh. <laughs> well, I have got a quote. I love Eric Neumann, who was prodigy of Jung's. Um, Did he I've write that? Reading the, the fear, fear of the feminine. Yeah. When was it published? Let me tell you. I haven't even looked at that actually. It would be 50s. Oh, well, it says 1994, but he was long dead by then, so I'm not sure. Anyway, oh, here we go. 53. Um, he said, wrote, The differentiation that reaches its zenith in modern patriarchal consciousness has also led to making modern humankind neurotic, to self-alienation and to a dangerous loss of the creative vitality of the psyche. The only path that leads to synthesis to the new knowledge that we may call illumination or enlightenment in contrast to this one-sided consciousness is our reconnection to the world of soul, the world of spirit. Mm. Yeah, I think that's maybe true. Yeah, well, I think, you know, poor Kanye, he's like a good... um, good case of worst case scenario <laughs> um, in terms of the current little zeitgeist. It's a snapshot of the zeitgeist and um, we can aspire to better than that. Um, but I think speaking our truth is so important and throughout COVID the North Node was in Gemini. Now we've got this Mars in Gemini then it's undoubtedly connected in the sense of like being open-minded to you know information that rocks our boat mm-hmm. but um nevertheless it's important yeah. 
I'm just going to play another little David Icke. Okay. Just bear with me. Spoken like a true North Node in Aquarius. <laughs> the non-compliance. <laughs> I'm going to go work on that. <laughs> Here's a song. Oh, all right. It's going to play us out. Non-compliance too. Mm-hmm. You have to turn it up. this song it's actually the best like Christmas carol it's definitely up there <laughs> the non-complimus no time well this concludes our christmas special i guess (laughs) (laughs) we didn't even mention jesus oh that was another maybe maybe we'll get together before before christmas i'm not sure yes give it a shot but i am you know there's a lot going on for me when i get back to sydney very busy time in my trade and starting a play um, basically the day after I get back mm. let's start rehearsals so very cool yeah yeah don't think about it just do it that's right <laughs> yep <laughs> all right well thanks thank you thanks for listening everyone hope uh hope you got something out of it <laughs> I hope that it's not too <laughs> doom and gloom I mean as 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 our man says, what's his name? Eric Neumann. Like we, we have the power. Like yeah. you have the power. So. Yeah. Yes, I think the more we can live our lives and the conflicts, um, the better equipped we are and the better prepared we are. Yeah. And we're that we're then doing the work. Mm. We are, you know, living out the cosmic plan. Yeah. Well said. Cheers. All right. Ciao, ciao. Feliz Navidad. Feliz Navidad to you. <laughs> Noel. Noel. Ca- catch you in the <laughs> probably catch you in the next next year. Okay. I'm thinking. But maybe maybe December, we'll see. Sure. Okay. Fingers crossed. Yeah. Ciao, fella. Ciao. <laughs>